welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey. And Mike Ozipovich. Guess who's back? The whole crew. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. Ratings. Here they go, through the roof. Go time. And here we are, uh, week three. We're actually recording on a Sunday, so if any news that we don't mention breaks after Sunday night, well... Please forgive us. Please forgive us, because this, uh, this is a little blast from the past right, right here. Right, And Tuesday's the big cutdown day, so we'll probably miss a lot of them. They have started rolling in a little bit. Well, yes. the first cutdown, I guess. And the first cutdown, yeah, there's not... no major shocks. Right, it's, right. it's the last cutdowns that you have to worry about. So, uh, due to scheduling, we're recording on a Sunday night. Yes, sir. Weekend's over, boys. Mm-hmm. Had the big party the other day. I said uh, if anybody gave us a ranking and a review on iTunes, I'd do a shot for everyone. Somebody gave us a ranking review, and all it said was shot, and underneath it said shot. Shot, shot, shot. So I did shot, shots for shot, both, shot, both shot, times shot. he wrote shots. And then a couple more on top of that, just yeah. for fun. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not, man? It was a party. That's what parties are for. I actually went out Friday and Saturday. It's, for me, that's a rarity. Whoa. Yeah, drink alcohol and back-to-back nights. How are you still alive today, man? I don't know. I feel fresh. My wife on Saturday morning, on the other hand, she looked like a zombie. <laughs> I thought I, I woke up and I thought I was like in an episode of The Walking Dead. And you like zombies, so <laughs> yeah, that and I do. Out good. I was kinda, like, hey, hey, yeah, let's pray. You want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of your thing. Yeah, yeah it's kind of my thing. So uh, yeah, it was a good weekend, man. I had a good time. And then uh, now we're here. Uh, Got to watch some Browns football. Got to watch some football all together. So it was a really busy weekend. So I had to go back and watch as much as I possibly could uh, and read up on some things. And I got some good observations here. One thing I really saw that I want to get into and delve with you guys first is Sam Bradford. I mean, Sam Bradford the other day looked, game. looked terrific versus Green Bay. Now, Green Bay, by pro football focuses, uh, ratings, are the six overall in pass coverage. Three drives Sam Bradford had, 10 for 10, 121 yards, three touchdowns and he did a lot you know he had like a a nice touch pass to the sideline uh he was about to get sacked and he was under pressure and threw a touchdown to Trey Burton I mean we remember last year if you're an Eagles quarterback you put up fantasy points absolutely like we talked about before some and I know it from my one league Mark bribed Mark Sanchez to a championship I did as well I won uh I won the draft that we just had this weekend for uh with a Mark Sanchez as my quarterback yeah so which is shocking like you know when you say that that's shocking but that offense was so good like it made all the quarterbacks look great and so and, yeah. one, and one of the things is i think this offense is is pretty much the closest thing to sam bradford's college offense that you'll see in the nfl so i think he feels really comfortable in it obviously he looked really good right so it fits him well yeah and, and the notion is you know sam bradford has been out the game for pretty much two years and so he doesn't he doesn't have like a lot of you know good momentum going but this is a former number one overall pick that was on a really bad team that was building their defense and offensive line who had no playmakers around him, who's going to a system, like Matt said, that is going to you know, suit him way better than he was in St. Louis. And this is an offense that had Mark Sanchez last year averaging 15 points a game in fantasy football. That's Mark Sanchez, Mr. Buttfumble himself. <laughs> He'll never live that down, will he? I'll never let it down. I'll tell my kids about that when they're older. Like what's a, what's a what's a good thing uh, what's a good thing you remember about the uh, two thousand mid two thousand tens dad in football I uh, hope oh, Mister Butt Fumble himself. That's a good thing to remember, man. Yeah, it's the only thing that stands out, huh? About Mark Sanchez. Yeah, 
Well, yeah. I guess in general. Yeah, for me. Well, the way you're making it sound like in all of football in the Oh, 2000s. yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about. Fumble, yeah. yeah. They're like, what's the flake gate? Well, it all started with the butt fumble, son. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, the Eagles offense here is a share that you kind of want to own. I mean, it's kind of a lot of uptreaking. And that also helps Jordan Matthews, who I'm really big on. I know I had a buddy who I'm in a redraft league with, and I took uh, Jordan Matthews in, I think, the fourth round, like really high in the fourth round, as my number one receiver, I believe. It could have been in the third round, actually, too. And they're like, wow, you're, you think Jordan Matthews is going to be number one? I'm like, and I absolutely do. I think Jordan Matthews, you know, Jeremy Macklin leaving last year as a number one fantasy receiver, uh, top 12 there. I believe that Jordan Matthews has shown me already in this preseason with his seven catches, 115 yards in three games, that he's primed for a breakout year early. And this is a guy that we loved last year as a rookie coming out. Absolutely. We all had him as our number three receiver, I believe, coming out last uh, year. Yeah, two or three. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I know he's, he's my third. Yeah, yeah, right after Mike Evans, we had him right, and then it was Brandon Cooks after that. Yeah, you're right. For the yep. most part. All right, I think I had Calvin Benjamin, but so be it. Yeah, all I right. mean, none of us had Odell Beckham. No. No. Who's look good? Yeah, he's all right. Well. He's all right. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but not everybody's come out saying, oh, Odell Beckham should be the number one rookie. So, but Jordan Matthews looks... He looks like he's primed for a breakout year. And Sam Bradford's going to have a nice comfort net there with, you know, DeMarco Murray, uh, Ryan Matthews, Nelson Algalore, and Jordan Matthews. And I think Sam Bradford is somebody you probably can get pretty cheap in your dynasty league, wouldn't you think? I mean, his price tag can't – I mean, it's slowly going up here, I'm sure, after this last game. I was going to say, you could have got it cheaper, you know, you know, three weeks ago before game 36 started. hours ago? Right. Uh, I'll tell you what, for, and I've told the story before, but um, in my – other dynasty league that probably has rosters more similar to what a lot of our listeners probably have. It was, it's a little bit lower as you know, I've explained where you're building, your building up. it up. Right. I picked up Sam Bradford the very last week, right after the season was over. We, we did like a round of, you know, like the last end of the season waivers. I picked them up before we went into like a little, went into like a little hiatus, you know, whatever. But anyway, long story short, I picked him up off of waivers at the end of the season. That's a good move. Yeah, right. very solid move. Yeah. Who yeah. was who was your quarterback before that? Kaepernick. That's why I was having quarterback issues. So that he'll probably end up being your oh, quarterback absolutely. one this yes, year. Yes, yeah. And, and I drafted up, right? Winston. So that's nice. Oh, that's yeah. a nice nice yeah. move by you. Now, obviously it's it's all gonna come down to if Sam Bradford can stay healthy. That's always gonna be right. his num- you know, that's always gonna be his number one thing. I'm in questions about like Arian Foster, because the news broke that Arian Foster can be back as early as week three or four now. And he's not going on pup, which I know you just told me the news came through that Kevin White's actually just went on pup. Yep. So he's but, down six first six weeks of the season. So yeah. somebody somebody tweeted at me. They're like, "Hey, so where does this put Arian Foster now in your rankings?" And I'm like, "Well, it pretty much stays the same because even when he comes back, he's always going to have that stigma that can he stay on the field, right? So and that doesn't change for me. That was his big question coming in the year, and he couldn't even come into the year healthy. So what's to say when he comes back, he's not going to have? Another hamstring right. issue, a little, or a little nagging something mm-hmm. that turns in that snowballs into something bigger, and yeah, then they shut him down for the year. Whatever, he's he's just one of those guys you can never really rely on, and, and I mean he's a really great player when he's on the field, but not a player I want on my dynasty no, roster. Me neither, man. I, I tweeted him. I was like, you know, the price for him just has to be right. It just has to be like you have to feel like you're almost getting like too good of a deal to pass him up because right. otherwise, like when I see a name like Arian Foster, he's just one of those people I just scan right over. He's still not somebody I'm trading for. If I owned him, I'd wait till he came back and, and trade him as soon as you can. Yeah, it's a, he's he's somebody you want to trade for like at the end of the season if you're making a push and he's still healthy. Like you don't want to buy and then kind of like 
oh, there he is. He's hurt again. You just wasted a draft pick on him. Right. And I definitely wouldn't overpay for him either. Yeah, I almost feel like it, you know, at some and things things will change, but I, I'm just kind of like envisioning myself, you know, maybe eight weeks from now in, in trades going down. I don't think the person that owns Arian Foster will ever get what they want for him. And knowing, and then if you want to trade for Arian Foster, like you would have to give up too much. Like it almost seems like you're, the, you're going down on the ship with Arian. Yeah, right. I He's just, one of those uh, players. Yeah, I agree with you. You're stuck with. Yeah, I nope. kind of feel like that because it is i mean was you you pretty much hit the nail on the head there where it's like you if you own arian foster you know what he can do when he's healthy and then you want too much but if you trade you're trained for arian foster you know that he's never going to be healthy yeah and you don't want to give too much it, it's, exactly it's a middle ground that, that's something like maybe trade for like a jonathan stewart for like heads up you know like a little you know, something along those lines yeah, well, that's it, not much better either man that's what he's saying i think yeah that's yeah. the whole point of it yeah. so i know we got off the, the eagle situation here but are you guys excited about the Eagles situation here, like fantasy wise? I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, like I'm I'm definitely like I'm not ready to say just because Bradford blew up this week. And I take it, you know, it's still the preseason. I, I'm interested to see what he does. Can he put it together for a whole season? Will he stay healthy? I mean, they have the running backs. It seem like that they can be. I mean, I'm very intrigued. I'm just hey, I want to see. It. All put together, maybe just give me like a you know a quarter season sampling before I'm ready to like stamp it. I definitely would think that they're gonna do well if that that's my where my money's at. But I'd like to see it. I want to see Brad, the key is Bradford, and he's got to stay healthy. I mean, I've always liked Chip Kelly's offense ever since he came to the league. Before he came to the league, I liked his offense. So I mean, I've I've always want to get pieces of it as much as I can. So oh. And, I, and I'm with Matt. I think it's going to be pretty good. Again, I'm not putting a stamp on it either because we've, we've been preaching all preseason, hey, take this stuff in stride. Right. You know, I mean, Zach Zenner right now leads all NFL rushers in the preseason right now. He's averaging 6.5 yards per carry with 162 yards and 25 attempts. And, I mean, we're not crowning him the number one no. uh, running back here. He's a good stash to have. You know, if definitely if Joyke Bell goes down, the, the split carries with Abdullah. But right now they have Joyke Bell and Abdullah. So... You know, you'll always see guys that lead the league in something, and then all of a sudden they get cut. Or <laughs> right, or that's what I mean. Just string. take it with a grain of salt. But I, I think like what Matt's saying. Yeah, I would definitely, I would be buying into the players. You know what I mean? Right. Like those are guys. I, I would think going into the season, how it is, you know, on paper now. Like, yeah, it looks like the Eagles are are all players you can want we, to buy. Yeah, and can we can start, I mean, can we start, and again, not stamping it, but start almost like looking at it, if you can kind of jump the gun here, like this is Dynasty, so kind of plan ahead. And something right now, like, where you feel like you may be overpaying now that might turn into a deal later. Like somebody like Jordan Matthews, where you might have to give up a lot to give him, but it, it'll turn out, well, wow, I just got like a, a top eight fantasy receiver for the next six, seven years. And can we start, my point was not go into is, can we almost start envisioning where, how you, we were talking about you want Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles shares, like the Packers? No, uh, not yet. Not for me. That, that's, that's a little too bold for me. Yeah, just because the Packers are like, their system's so much more, I guess, well-established. You know exactly what you're going to get. And, and you like, have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Sam Bradford's right. not even on the same stratosphere no. as it. Aaron no, not on the same planet. I don't. I, so. I, I think it's. I think it's just a little bit different, just from that respect. I think Green Bay's been there, done that longer. They're more well established. You know exactly what you're going to get, type of thing. Well, I mean, I I kind of see it kind of going like where I'm starting to like. I want some eagle. Like I'm looking to get some Eagles players I on my roster I as much as I can yeah. possibly can here. Like right. I like literally after that game, I'm like man, how do I like? I wonder if I can get Sam Bradford right now. 
And then it goes across my head, like, what would I have to give up to get Jordan Matthews? And I'm like, well, I probably have to give up way too much to get Jordan Matthews. Right. It's like, like too much. Like too much. Yeah. I mean, there's teams that you stay away from, you know, like you don't, I, we don't want to get any Browns on our team. And, and okay. Then, I give you, you, since you weren't here yet, you were here yesterday. You were uh, sick. We had uh, our old, it's been going on for 13 years. It used to be in the Euclid's finest uh, redraft draft. And we're all Browns fans. It's a Cleveland league. Browns player didn't go at all in the draft until the eighth round. That doesn't surprise me. They, well, that's, they every team yeah. in the NFL had a player picked before a Browns player was picked. Yeah, that doesn't, that, that doesn't surprise me at all, man. Me neither, because I they wasn't no, They have no offensive Yeah, players. who was their first one? Who was the first one picked? I will say Duke Johnson. Yeah, I was going to say Duke. Who's concussed. Right. Who, right got, who went like two series and got a concussion. And I, I want to ask, you know, what we're mentioning that right now, like Duke Johnson, you know, I took him in the 12th pick in our uh, Dynasty rookie draft that we had like a month ago. And, you know, as soon as he gets back up on the field, here he is, and he gets concussed and he's hurt again. Are injuries like a huge concern with him, Mike, seeing that you've watched every snap of his? Right, he was injured in college, but they've all been different. He had, like, a, I believe a broken ankle in, in college. Now he had a hamstring Shouldn't with he the Shouldn't he breaking ankles? Right. Well, he does break ankles when he plays, but, uh, and stiff arms people. But, yeah, they've all been just, like, random, totally different injuries. A concussion's way different than a hamstring, which he's had both Absolutely. of those this yeah. year. And in school, he had a broken ankle. So, I mean, that's totally different. I, it's never been anything. I mean, I guess a concussion's serious because it's your head, but nothing, uh, no ACLs. Yeah, it's not no, Achilles blown right. or anything crazy like that. Right. So, I don't know, but maybe, maybe, you know, like, for example, different sport, but uh, Kyrie Irving. Seems like he's made out of paper mache. Dude's always hurt. If for it, he's for it, sure made out of paper mache for sure. Right. So now, I mean, now it's getting to the point where it's like, come on, Duke, dude, just step it up, man. You got to get in the being, field, man. Right. You know, and I want to ask you that because now, as a Duke Johnson owner, I'm like, come on, man, just get on the field. Like you're gonna feel for one play, and now you're back off the field again. Right. Like, oh, that's got to be disappointing. It's disappointing. No, speaking of disappointment, so far, what are, what are we guys thinking of Melvin Gordon? Again, not jumping the gun, running back everything that, but this is a guy that had 14 carries the other day for 34 yards. He's averaging 2.4 yards per carry before that. Coming into the game, he was averaging 1.8 yards per carry. Looks like his mom's not going to be wearing his jersey anytime soon, right? Mm-mm. She, said, you, she, I she saw, said she wasn't going to wear it until he was established, right? I, I saw something <laughs> on Rivers. ES, ESPN does this show, and I don't get a lot to watch a lot of TV, so like, I don't know when this was produced or... The context, I just saw one episode, they do this thing where they follow rookies around, and they so happen to be doing, like, the Chargers. And I wanted to watch Denzel Perryman, who's a linebacker from the Hurricanes, one of my favorite guys in recent years. So I was like, oh, I want to see how he's adjusting to the NFL life. And, I, again, I, don't, I just saw this, like, two weeks ago, and I don't know how old it was. But Melvin Gordon, in the little clips that they showed, seemed absolutely clueless, where I was like, wow, this guy's like, he seems lost. Didn't think much of it outside of hmm. that, but like it just seemed like he had a hard time picking up what the heck was going on. And watching him run, from what I've seen, because again, I trade up for him, so I'm trying to watch as much Melvin Gordon I can in the NFL here, is it looks like he's thinking too much. You know, he's not really being decisive at the line. And that's which, not good. Which hopefully comes, it'll come along. I mean, this right. is a guy that did trade up for the, he's going to get an opportunity. Right. I, I, and, and again, that, that could, the, the, and I don't know anything about what was this was produced it could have been his second practice that he might you know but it was just like wow he's not catching on at all that's that's at least the way it was portrayed as somewhat of a reality type show so they 
they produce it right, how right. they want. They can edit that however that it, they want. Exactly. So, you know, again, and it's the phrase of the day, taking it with a grain of salt. But, however, I was still kind of shocked. He just seemed totally like it was over his head. Well, different guys get it at different points, you know, especially right. maybe he's just his head swimming in the pass protection type of stuff. And, uh, you know, he's getting kind of caught up in all that. If you're, yeah. a, if you're a Danny Woodhead owner out there, you got to be happy. And, again, I'll, I'll preach his name all day. He's... He's so far, I've already done, I've only done two or three redraft leagues already so far. He's somebody I've gotten every single league. He's like somebody yeah. I'm targeting. Mm-hmm. I'm actually taking like a round ahead of where, like, mo- where he probably should be going just, just to, to make sure I get my shares. Just to ensure. Right? Yeah. I think in a PPR like Danny Woodhead, you're going to come up away very pleased. And I think you're going to get a solid running back too for the whole year. I, I actually have, I have a redraft uh, for, my, for my work league on. Tuesday. Hence why we're sitting here on a Sunday. Right. And I'll tell you what, it's the only redraft league that I do, and I am so, like, zoning. Again, this it was the only redraft league I did last year. It is like I'm so zoned in on dynasty and, like, where guys are positioned dynasty-wise that, like, it's totally different than redraft. Like, I'm pulling the trigger on dudes way too. That's what I did last year. I'm like, oh, I'm taking pulling the trigger on guys way too early thinking i know stuff that other people don't <laughs> overthinking things like crazy i totally anticipate doing that again on tuesday that's what we do yeah matt how right. many redrafts are you leagues are you in this year i'm in zero rich that's right you're full-blown dynasty that's, that's right. why i like yeah. it too mm-hmm. so let's move on here some other news going around nfl rg3 yeah, what is going on with that? They're they're talking now that that Kirk Cousins might there or like the ownership is the only one that really likes RG three. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, man. One person who's pretty much never wrong is Adam Schefter. I mean, that guy is like on point with his right. news when he breaks news. So if he breaks out there that nobody wants Adam Schefter, he wrote an article. I read the article. Him and uh, the other everyone hates Adam. Adam <laughs> everyone hates. He <laughs> knows it. Yeah, he's and reporting it, it first. I mean, he was he wrote about it that that. He he is for sure probably not going to start. RG three, you're talking now. RG three is not going to start. Okay. They, ESPN didn't bench Adam Schefter. They did not bench him. Okay. All right. Just getting that clear. Go ahead. Proceed. Listen here, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when we're all here together. I love yeah. it. It's, it's tag team. Gang right. up on well, Rich. Time. I tried to like. Rich said something funny last week, and I tried to make fun of him as if like you were here, right? But it just didn't work. Yeah, I was, it, it doesn't work. I, he didn't well. even know. Yeah. And he told me after he's like, "I wish Matt was here because I really want to make fun of you at that one point." And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, thanks, yeah. thanks." Sorry. He's like, "We need to get Matt back on to get these ratings back up." That's right. Uh, and you know, Kirk Cousins looked okay. Even Colt McCoy didn't look horrible. But it's looking. All signs are pointing that RG three is done in Washington. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the coaching staff doesn't like him. It's a, it is surprising to hear that the front office now has kind of swung that way as well. I thought that they were kind of supporting RG3. Um, but I guess new front office guys. Uh, they didn't draft him. They didn't right, go three first with, round picks coming, for him. Coming with a new idea, and bam. So yeah. this is, uh, I read a crazy stat, too, on, when I was doing some research for the show, that RG3 was the 101st rated quarterback coming into the preseason game by PFF. 101st of all the quarterbacks. That's pretty bad, man. That's pretty terrible. <laughs> That's really bad. That's like third string, bottom of the barrel. That's four string, really. I mean, I mean RG three can't beat out Colt McCoy and Kirk Cousins. Colt McCoy's bad, dude. We saw that firsthand. He's not really all that talented. So no, he can't beat. And either and Kirk Cousins is living off the one game where he beat the Browns. I don't think he's won a game. Oh, that's it. Remember, so. he came in and beat Browns. We're like, ooh, he's RG three is not going to start again. And right. then he was just terrible yep. the rest of the way. Terrible enough where they had to start Colt McCoy. Yeah, I, I you know I 
you know, sometimes when guys think, I, I maybe just RG three needs a change of scenery. I mean, maybe he's done, and maybe he'll never be, you know, recapture that rookie, yeah, whatever magic that he had. But to me, like, I think he should get another chance somewhere else. I, yeah, I feel like he's wor- it's like him versus the team, like in the whole staff. Like he knows yeah. they don't want him there, right? And it, I, I agree. I think he needs a change of scenery. I'm still not ready to give up on him completely, right? But I, I think a change of scenery would be. Like, a I good just thing feel like the him. Redskins totally screwed him, man. They brought him, they forced him back from injuries. And then when they, the way they switch ownership or uh, head coaches and uh, all that stuff, like, they're just never, nothing, no support there, I feel like. So at this point, are we talking about the wrong thing, though? I mean, I think most guys have, like, given up on RG3 or at least aren't relying on him anymore. Right. But some people might be relying on, like, Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. So I mean, well, right. Yes, we are. We are probably talking about the wrong thing, right? Yeah, because those are those what this show should be about. Those are the like the relevant guys, right? In this conversation, I think. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Because I was going to say, you know, based off the statistics, one person that could take a hit is Alfred Morris, right? Because I mean, I you know, I don't have the stats in front of me, unfortunately, but Alfred Morris does infinitely better when RG three is playing that too right i know you looked that stat up last year i know that is a true stat like his stats were like significantly better when rg3 was in there and yeah i mean if you're a pierre garçon owner you're talking a guy about a guy that just a couple years ago i think just two years ago had over 100 catches mm-hmm. and then last year he just fell flat in his face where djx has kind of been djx you know he's, he's he's a wide receiver too he's been uh but i think i think at this point yeah if you if you own those guys you almost want Kirk cousins to come in there do you? I I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I I don't think he did all that at at the end of the year. Those guys were like useless. I couldn't start Pierre Garcon like half of the year last year. Well, I guess I guess the point. I guess I, like to me, I don't know. I I I just don't like Kirk Cousins, and I don't like Colt McCoy. I don't think the NFL quarterbacks are going to do your the play the players that we discussed no favors at all. all. I would. Much rather hope that hey, if RG three was playing, that for the if I own those players, and that's the thing though. Right? What has RG three done to show us? I mean, so it's it's almost just a black hole altogether. It's you just really kind of want to stay away from Washington's offense. Yeah, really. Unfortunately, that's the yeah. way I'm starting to feel right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, absolutely. They're going to do the the QB carousel again, which they never then they never get any it never uh, were chemistry with their wide receivers or anything. The offensive line is going to look like crap all year. You know, yeah, guy barking orders at them. All and that's time. coming for sure, right? Because if Kirk Cousins starts, you know Colt McCoy is going to get some starts. Exactly. Is it for sure? It's right. like it's almost guaranteed, right? And then if Colt McCoy starts, they're pretty much just on like the old old school Browns track and then there'll be some random third guy by the end of the year that they're starting okay who can throw the football farther colt mccoy or my grandma <laughs> wait this is your, a serious question your grandma asking. on her knees or standing up on both feet both feet i think your grandma i thought so i was kind of yeah, assuming too i've she... never seen your grandma throw so i'm gonna just think uncle rico over yeah. the mountains. oh yeah, yeah okay. she's got a laser beam she was good <laughs> in 83 <laughs> for sure 83 probably more like 63 my yeah. friend <laughs> talking about my grandma so, yeah, RG, through the whole Washington offense, I mean, I guess it's for, I mean, I have Alfred Morris on my team in our, in our Nerds League, and he, but he's my running back three, which is great to have as a running back three. But some guys are relying on him as, as the running back two, and that's, that's a hit, man. It really is. Yeah. Well, yeah you, can, you can crowd the box. They're right. going to try and put pressure on, uh, on whoever's starting back there. Exactly. So we'll see. I mean, right now we have no offense for Washington. 
You know, it's it's kind of like, all right, just black hole. Yeah, just like the Browns. I mean, you just kind of want to avoid it. I don't know. It's um, it's just one of those teams. Yeah, all yeah. Right. I'm staring they, clear they, of that. They can't seem to get out of their own way. Uh, Randall Cobb, AC joint. AC joint. Um, doesn't sound too serious, but I mean, obviously, with Jordy Nelson already be, being gone, it's going to be probably a little bit more early season production for Devontae Adams and whoever wins that number three between Ty, Ty Montgomery, Montgomery and Jeff Janis. And that leads into my question. Janus. I was going to go with this. Which one of you guys? I get that question a lot lately, and, I, and I'm literally I flip-flop on it. Ty Montgomery or Jeff Janis? It seems like they want to give it to Ty uh, Montgomery, but it seems like Jeff Janis makes more plays. Right, he's got three touchdowns already this preseason. So, I mean, I like that take, Matt, because that's kind of what it, I felt like, too. It's like, I feel like they want it to be Ty, but, like, Jeff is just doing better. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. Like, say you're, you know, say you're in a more shallow league, and it's like you could get either pick one of those two up. Who do you, you know, you only can grab one for whatever reasons. Like, who do you take? Right. I, so, I got that question last night or yesterday. And I and I I responded Janice. I was like, right now it's Janice for me. I think I would rather have Janice too, just because he seems to fit the mold of what they lost better. You know, I mean, and he's not a rookie, so he's, he's not a he's, rookie. He's, he's not a year in the swimming. system, right? Right. And he's making plays. He's making plays, right? I mean, the happiest person of all here is well, Devontae Adams. Owners. He's scoring touchdowns, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're an Adams owner, you're you're like it's so nice when you like you expect big things from like Adams like next year, and now he's already. Just fast forwarded to the front here, already in 2015 in his second year because he has an opportunity here to really kind of put push like Jordy Nelson to the, you know, look behind him. If Adam blows up this year, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be well, hard to kind of rep- well Jordy's gonna come back. Jordy's no gonna what. come back. Yeah, they right. they just signed him to a big extension. It's right, they're, they're, he's gonna know. paid. But yeah. but at least you know they'll run three wide receiver sets and he'll be involved in the offense. Oh yeah, right. This is his. He'll get his feet wet in the offense and he'll know it back and forth by next. Right, year and sure. then they're gonna have three guys that are just gonna absolutely just have three one thousand yard wide receivers. Basically, yeah. right. Yeah, it almost hurts like if you own one of those guys and until like Jordy leaves. Essentially, you're, kinda, you're splitting. Yeah, you're splitting the production over three guys. And Cobb's a smaller receiver, you know. And Adams is a little bit bigger than Cobb, so it's kind of like, you know, you know, those smaller receivers are more prone to get, possibly get hurt. Definitely, if you're a number one receiver there in uh, in Green Bay, so it's an exciting time to be a Devonte Adams owner. Absolutely, you're pumped. So we're recommending Jeff Janis over Ty Montgomery if you have to make the decision. If I had to make a decision, that's what as I would of take. today, Sunday. I think so. Yeah. Bumps yeah. Ty, if, like, if you haven't had your rookie draft yet, bumps Ty Montgomery up. I'm still buying because there's still a great chance that he'll oh, end up number three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'd be willing to risk like a late second round pick on Ty Montgomery at this point, just on the chance to get to get some good production on there. If it was like towards the end of the second, because there's not a lot of guys I love there. Anyways, I mean, Tyler Lockett, you know, he's shown flashes mostly on special teams in Seattle, but it's like, okay, well, Ty Montgomery's in Green Bay. If there's an injury, if he can, this guy can play, he's gonna give me production. So. Yeah, I'd I'd be moving Ty Montgomery in my rankings, but same thing. I'd take Jeff Janis right now by okay. hair. Um, other notes here we got going on here. Travis Kelsey, the other day, still looking good. And dude's a beast, man. I saw the play. He had this one play, stiffed-armed, took a hit, had like four dudes on him, yep. and went down. Just carrying him, yeah. And Monster. Yeah, yeah I'm exp- I think, you, this is, you think Alex Smith can kind of have like a, a nice QB2 here this year because of this better weapons around him this year? I mean, he's, scoring, he's finally scoring touchdowns again, so that's good, like throwing t- uh, passing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Macklin right now has two touchdowns mm-hmm. so far. 
And in, in the preseason. Look, yeah, that J-Mac and him look like they have some good chemistry already. Right? Yeah. This weekend, seven catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown for right. Macklin. They're looking pretty good together. Everybody was really down on Macklin after having that wide receiver one year because he went to Kansas City. No touchdowns. Right. And I, I was preaching, and I was like, hey, Macklin's pretty good after the catch. And he he's going to suit well for what they want to do, like a lot of the underneath passes along those lines as well. I think Macklin and Kelsey are both going to have some pretty – Solid years and, here in Kansas and plus, City. Plus, did you see Dwayne Bow in his Browns debut? Whoops, guy looks like garbage. Yeah, man. maybe. I mean, maybe that maybe has that, a lot maybe to do just, with the yeah. reason Kansas City's offense exactly. was pedestrian with right. the in the passing game last Dwayne year. Dwayne Bow looks like he's old and washed up. He can't even catch the friggin' ball. He like right. tossed the ball to somebody else. Somebody right. when he threw the ball. Yeah, but like if you're gonna have a Browns wide receiver Hartline. cut, yeah, cut Dwayne Bow and go get Brian Hartline yep. if that's you know. And remember Brian Hartline too was forever, was always the most, like, he was an underappreciated wide receiver three. Consistent for four four years consistently. They're a wide receiver three that nobody ever paid attention to, was easy to get. And right now he's shown in Cleveland that he's reliable. He catches the ball. He's catching touchdowns. He's making plays. So I'm not saying, oh, run out there and get, you know, Brian Hartline. But his his story still remains the same where he might be able to be like a solid wide receiver three even if it's like a middle to low end wide receiver three, but somebody that you can start on a weekly basis that nobody thinks about, that nobody cares about, that you can easily obtain for nothing for pennies on a dollar. He's the best of the worst. He's the best of the worst, and that's how he was in Miami. Right. So if you want somebody that, if you need receiver help, say you lost Jordy Nelson, and you want something to kind of now this is going to replace Jordy Nelson numbers, but if you need somebody to kind of just put in your lineup. Brian Hartline might be somebody you want to go attack. Yeah, he might end up with eight, eight, nine hundred yards or something like that. Just like yeah, real just sneaky, by, by six default, touchdowns. Right. Yeah, yeah, real sneaky numbers in there, which was what he does. Right. And again, and going back to the Macklin thing, he might be somebody. I know a lot of people are trying to sell Macklin, and now maybe because his numbers are coming up here. In the offseason, Macklin was the easy, probably easiest number one wide receiver that put up wide receiver one numbers that you could have got in probably recent years. I mean, a guy everybody was trying to sell once he went to KC. And I think he's somebody, if you can go out and get as well, where he's not going to be cheap, but the price might be worth what you pay. Because I think so far he's looked terrific he has in looked Kansas good. City. Yeah, he really has. And they, I mean, they have nobody else to throw. They're going to throw Chris. I know that Chris Conley got some works with the ones there, too. But it's going to be Kelsey and Macklin. That's going right. yeah. to be like the two top targets. For I sure. know there was some Albert Wilson news there. Like, oh, was, but he's not, yeah. not going to do anything. He's not somebody you want to own shares of. So... Maybe Macklin's something got on target. But so far, I, I want to bring his name up, too, because I've been really pleased with what I've seen out of him and Alex Smith. And if you're an Alex Smith owner, that you're going to be happy about that. Again, they, they haven't thrown touchdowns forever in Kansas City. Now Macklin has two in three preseason games. So that I want to bring that up as well. Martavis Bryant gets hit with a four-game ban. Oh, that's just after we got done like talking him up and everything and pumping him up the past like month or is so. Is he going to appeal that? He is going to appeal it. I mean, this guy, well, I mean, he looks great. I mean, if he's getting a four-game ban, that's not his first pop. Right. You know, so I don't good know. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck yeah. with getting Yeah, he's getting four games. Right. And, and this is a guy that leads all NFL receivers in the preseason with 205 receiving yards. Just the other day, even with Mike Vick, and Mike Vick still has his arm, had three catches for 138 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, this guy is a guy that's just ready to explode onto the fantasy world. He really is. I mean, again, and I just think about how crazy that is at Clemson. That it was Martavis Bryant, DeAndre Hopkins, and Sammy Watkins. All in the same t- squad. Yeah. That's so gross. Yeah. And Martavis Bryant, I mean, Hopkins is already, I mean, in the game that he played today, made an, a, a really nice catch up the sideline. And then they ruled a touchdown he had, not a touchdown. Again, a one-handed catch in the end zone. I mean. And they had Andre Ellington as a running back, too. 
and they weren't even that good. And they weren't good. No, they were good. They weren't. They were great. all right. They weren't. You you think with that lineup they'd be winning? Well, you know, right. They, yeah, national absolutely. Championships. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're right. So they just uh, always lose the big game, man. That's Clemson's mo. So do you think with this four game ban and him being banned, and right now like they're pumping up Marcus Wheaton, do you think now's the time to buy him, Bryant? I would buy if the guy's down on him. Whoever owns him, I mean, them. yeah, I I don't think someone would be down on him that owns him though. I mean, it's dynasty. It's long term. Four games isn't going to be something that but you know. You're some gonna... people jump to rash decisions like that. Like you know, well, right. I hear Marcus Wheaton's going to start. You know, that's what I'm telling the person I'm buying for. Like, dude, I heard Marcus Wheaton's going to start a four game ban next. Ne- and at the same time, if you're an owner, so you're a negative seller. Like yeah. when you're trying he's to buy total that guy, negative I hate seller. that guy. I <laughs> hate that guy. I'm, I'm that guy. Oh, he's not. Hey, you want to trade me uh, Martavius Bryant? You know he's not starting, uh, Marcus. <laughs> then why the hell do you want him? <laughs> he's my wide receiver four, man. Yeah. Come on, just in case. You're that guy. I mean, man. you got to be a little bit – I mean, again, like Mike's, Matt said, you know, this isn't his first pop. So, I mean, one more hit on him, he's getting he's getting, four, he's getting a year suspension. Something you got to be nervous about. Absolutely. You get caught once, okay. You get caught twice, you got to start being nervous. Because the third time you're talking, you're getting to Josh Gordon territory right there. Right. All the potential in the world. Justin Blackman. Yeah, and that guy's out there eating donuts right now. He doesn't even want to come to me. That, that guy got paid and didn't even care. They just spent it for years like, sweet, and go smoke more weed and eat more donuts. This is great. I like weed. I like donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get out yeah, there. Yeah. yeah so, Marta- I was just, I was just, I want to see if, like, Martavis, with your guys' opinion, like, is now, like, the time to strike on Martavis Bryant. I mean, I, if anyone's down on him, yeah, go grab him. I love him. Yeah, I right. still like him. Yeah, I, I still want to. All that Marcus Wayne like talk for me is like no thanks. Roethlisberger is so consistent and steady. I don't know. Like he's going to be good for a long time. All right. Last last thing I want to talk about, and then we'll get to some Twitter questions. I kind of reached out there since we're doing a show on a Sunday. Answer some Twitter questions. How you boys feel about that? Not great. Let's do it, man. Get you guys get your magic eight balls. Uh, yes. But yeah. before we get into those questions, I want to bring up one more thing here, and that's a Dallas running back situation. I want to say this for last. Now, Darren McFadden the other day looked really good versus Minnesota. And you're talking Minnesota that PFF has as a seventh-ranked run defense. I mean, he showed good vision, had some good speed, 37 yards and four carries, one catch for six yards. Joseph Randall hasn't really showed us much, and I know like Joseph Randall's been like, hey, Joseph Randall's going to start. Is that like another situation we're just kind of like staying away from? I would personally. I mean, I wouldn't go out and get either one of them. Because no. I don't know which one to get. Right, absolutely. And you, and like for me, just a 50-50 guy that always, if it's a 50-50 choice, I'll make the wrong one every time. <laughs> so it's like I, I'll just stay away from it. So that. who would you take? I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I guess Well, the people want to know. People want to know, so they go the other way. I yeah. think I would take McFadden. It oh, seems Joseph like, Randall's going to have a 2,000-yard right. oh, yeah, yeah, rushing yard for sure this year. Yeah. I mean, no, I just, none of those guys, like, they all, they, None of them do anything for me. They're going to be replaced immediately. I wouldn't buy into them. What I, what I may do is if you did need a running back, maybe just wait and see how it's playing out, who's getting the carries. It's definitely not a long-term answer. It might be, hey, you have Arian Foster. You need to find somebody on the cheap to replace you know, a hole that you might have at running back. One of these guys might be obtainable for cheap. See who's getting the carries and and buy. After watching and, and him don't in Minnesota, pay you know because you know the Cowboys as soon as they can replace these running backs, probably next year's draft. Yeah, oh, are for going sure. to. So don't invest too much into it, but it might be a decent solution for you know 
you know, a few games just, you know, covering some injuries or something. But once you see who's getting the bulk of the carries, I, I don't know. I would stay away from it. But I see Jerry Jones doing some personal scouting this year. He's going to be going to some He's college. a great scout. He's going to be going to some college games. Yeah. He's going to be sitting in the front row. I mean, uh, they have, Alex, they have... He'll, they'll draft uh, Alex Collins from Arkansas. He's a big Arkansas guy. He's a big Arkansas yeah. guy. That's yep. why my fans yeah. are right now. Exactly. Yeah. So if I, I'm with Mike, too. If I had to pick one right now, I'm kind of... After seeing him yesterday, he looked pretty good. You know, I'd probably lean McFadden by a hair. And this is like a situation only because, you know, PFF has them as a rated as the number one offensive line. And this was a situation we were talking about, all right, who goes to Dallas? What running back goes to Dallas? They're going to be the number one. Like, who jumps here? Out of all these rookies, they're going to be automatically number one if they get taken and they go to Dallas. And now it's like all of a sudden a situation, like everybody was waiting for that Dallas running back because that's, that's who they wanted. Now it's kind of like, ugh. But what, what, are you, what are you going to give up for him? Because I'm not going to give up a lot for McFadden. Me? Oh, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm not you can't, up nothing. Yeah, right. You're not going to give up yeah. much. You know what I'm saying? But you're saying go after. I mean, like that's the one you want. Like what, what I said, gonna... if I had to pick one of the two, oh, right. like right, like and... who do I think is going to be the man? I guess essentially. I'm not, not saying going after. Like who, I, the question was more of like who do you guys, right. who right. not by pick go, go after, but who do you think is going to be on being the top fantasy point getter in running back situation in Dallas? I just year? wanted to make sure it was clear to everybody that we're not like we're not recommending. No, yeah, we're not yeah, recommending. Yeah. But if you do own shares in McFadden, like maybe we'll give the edge to. You should be happier then. <laughs> you should be yeah. slightly happier, like fifty-two percent happier. <laughs> All right, because <laughs> the upside's there. You know what I mean? It's like if you you're kind of hoping you're like sitting out like that. You know, it's like when you get those little scratch offs, and you, you know they all make it like five hundred, five hundred, two, 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 one, and then you're like five. You see the five dollar. Yeah, one. yeah, you, yeah. It's a five, and it's five dollars. Like, ah, oh, you son of a bees. So yeah, I mean, again, Terry McFadden's where I'm kind of leaning as well. Uh, let's get some Twitter questions here All right, on, a, on a late Sunday night. Uh, first question we have are is from at the Iver. Are some kickers now risky if their teams go for two every time? Approximately the two points game loss. He's like, i.e. Parky in Philadelphia. Um, I guess, yes, there are guys that are riskier than others, depending on who the coach is. And, and Chip Kelly is probably one of the ones that you want to avoid. Because of the two point conversion thing, but, but who cares? Just kick a kicker, bring somebody else up. Right, exactly. I, I only carry one kicker on my roster, anyways. I just stream them if I have to. Yeah, yeah. You I, shouldn't be worried too much about your kicker. And if you want the Matt, let's let's bring this episode. Let's bring this back from a year ago. Matt had a great kicker strategy before. Like if you like yeah, you, well, if you don't want to kick again? your if you don't want to drop your kicker or not. Oh, I just drafted my I just drafted one very last round pick, and then you know you can drop him and pick him. You know whatever. on your taxi squad. Exactly. You put them down in the taxi squad, and you're fine. So that way you don't have to cut anybody. Right. Then you just like flip up, flip flop, yeah, flip, about flip that. flop, all that good stuff. That's yeah. a good strategy. It was a good strategy. Way. You draft a kicker, and then you can leave them on your taxi squad. So you don't have to really cut anybody. Every, like, every two years, just draft a kicker, sixth over. I mean, sixth round, last round, whatever. Right. All right. Moving on. Next one from at bcab eighty eight. Now Davis or Jarek McKinnon, a better play for future running back. I think Nile Davis. Yeah, me too. Easily. Yeah. He's shown more in the league, and he's probably closer to producing too. Closer to like getting out of his situation and into a right. I, yeah, I'm gonna agree. And it, it seems like they like him there in Kansas City in that system that he's in. So I kind of lean Nile Davis as well. Where McKinnon showed some flashes here and there, I would still lean Nile Davis as well because I feel like McKinnon's always gonna be like that third down backup running back. Yep. Okay. I think he can. I think I think McKinnon could be something, but I just I know him. Nile Davis good. I've seen him do it. Right. From, I agree. From at J Beasley one two three. Do you see Ty Lockett's success on special teams as a positive or negative for his fantasy value? Also, overall thoughts on him. 
I think um, he's going to be used mostly on special teams this year, so I think it's a negative for this year. But going forward, I think it's I think it doesn't really have an effect. I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah, the opportunities there for him. Right. The, the, but again, I think right now their focus for him is special teams, where he's shining. Yeah, he's doing really well. But as a receiver, it's not somebody. I mean, he's a smaller guy, uh, and an offense that doesn't throw the ball at a lot as it is. Jimmy Graham's the number one receiver there, uh, technically the tight end. You also got Doug Baldwin, who's technically their number one receiver. So, even I, I guess a good example too is if you like go by like redraft example, Doug Baldwin's the number one receiver in Seattle. Nobody wants him. No, of course, nobody does. You can't rely on him. Yeah, I mean they spread the ball around. He, Russell Wilson throws for 3,000 yards as it is. He only throws the ball X amount of times a game. So Tyler Lockett, for me, is not somebody – I mean, I'd take him probably in the third round of a rookie draft on potential, but he's not somebody yeah. I'm like, oh, this is – yeah, I'm well, walking away happy about. Like when you when you draft him, you know that's like a project, and you're drafting him based off of, you know, location where he went and, and hopes that he could be – because something that Seattle's been searching for. But it seems like this year he's going to be – he's going to help his team more than he's going to help your fantasy team. But at the same time, producing on special teams is good as showing the coaches that he can, you know, he, he can do something. So That's a hopefully, good point. you yeah. know, so hopefully moving forward in the more traditional wide receiver sense, you're probably, you're probably looking at like a year three for him. Right. You know, this so is like kind of earn your keep territory. Right. Absolutely. But it's a, hey, it's, Good that he's just showing something. He's showing that he can make plays with the balls in his hand. Right. So, and that's great. I mean, I remember Antonio Brown as a punt returner uh, did the same thing, showed he can make plays with the ball in his hand. So it's kind of one of those things, yeah, the t- coaches trust you there. It opens the door to move somewhere else. And, yeah, you're hoping maybe you can turn into a nice, solid wide receiver three, is what you're hoping. But, yeah, the potential is there. Something I would take in the third round of my rookie draft, probably relatively high in the third round of my yeah. rookie draft. Yes, absolutely. There, because he's like he's like one of those guys you come away and like okay there's there's a shot here at least right you feel absolutely. good about it yeah, yeah. he's I mean he's already flashing you know I mean it's it's good and, it's and good he stuff. was and he was good in college was. too like you know like a known commodity he's a really know? good route runner right. yeah absolutely moving on here uh, this question's a little broad I don't think we can get to this one by at Sam Waterson sorry about that Sam uh, at Ben Wraith I think that's how you pronounce it what is Gio Bernard's outlook going forward just a backup or still valuable in PPR leagues. Well, uh, you take the first one. I, I was going to yeah, I own him. I, I think it probably what you saw from last year is probably what you're going to see. It's basically what you saw the first two years is statistics are nearly identical. I think moving forward, he is, that's probably what he is, you know? Do you feel people are overly down on Gio Bernard right now? Not over. No, I just think, no, not necessarily. You're torn on it. Yeah, I'm, you are torn on it. If he, if he didn't torn. own Gino, I wonder if his opinion would be different. As a guy that doesn't really own him, I don't want him at this point. But it's it's not yeah, because I'm, it's like, not because he's not talented. It's because his his, his situation. situation. But he, I think he's someone. Stinks. Yeah, but I think he's someone that you can pl- like. Granted, where you drafted him, it's a right. dis, it's a disappointment uh, for sure. Yeah, huge disappointment. Yeah, I just think Jeremy Hill's so good that. That hurts what, him a little bit, right? But I still think we've Gio, talked about that. Yeah, and I, I think Gio Bernard though is still going to get onto the field. Yeah, he's still he's gonna definitely get, he's definitely gonna. Yeah. So it, it, he, is he a starter now? No, but if he's you a low have end to, running back too. But if you have to play him, I don't think it's like the worst thing in the world. The dude's gonna accumulate stats, and you're not getting goose eggs because he's gonna be in there catching passes, right? So, so I just think and, like he is what he is. Like he, he's gonna get like around 600 yards rushing, maybe or. 
400 yards receiving, something along those lines. You know, I right. think that's right around what usable. he's had. Yeah, he's usable. If you get a flex spot, he'd be nice to put in there. Uh, and again, I mean, a Jeremy Hill injury away from being the, as backup as a backup, if I guess I can quotate, you know, in quotations, a backup running back there, a guy that's going to split carries. Out of all those guys that are out there, he's the one you really want to own. I mean, he's at the top of that list, so he, he certainly has value. Right. Now, am I saying, like, hey, go out if you don't have Gio Bernard and go and get him? No, absolutely not. But I think if you have him, I still think he's serviceable for your team. I'm in a league where guys he desperately yeah, like versus like same, the same draft class. Like no offense, like Monty Ball's not serviceable, right? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like so, he's the fourth string running back in Denver right now. Yeah, yeah, he might be getting cut. Cut, yeah. We'll see. So oh, I cry. So in in that respect, I think he, he's definitely someone you could play. Um, you know, occasionally and be all right. No, I, I, he's a useful player i just right. i don't know i'm not sure that i would want him i wouldn't go out and get him over well, i got, I got I, offered I, I, Gio bernard and deshaun jackson for travis kelsey and i said no i would say no also and yeah. i asked a lot of people like at the party the other day there's a lot of people that like i'm in multiple dynasty leagues with and i asked them hey what do you think of this straight every single person said no right Everyone. i said no also and you said no as right. well so yeah Gio bernard going forward definitely some of you if you own them like it's not you're not you really, you have to be questionable start you don't if you don't have to start him you don't want to start him but he still holds value. Again, I mean, he's one of the top like running back by committee running backs that you'd actually want to own out there. And like Mike said, he's still going to catch balls. He's still going to be a part of this offense. Uh, he's still going to be used. He's still going to put up numbers. I mean, I'd rather have him than any one of the Browns running back. Uh, without a doubt. There's not even, it's not even a question. Because, <laughs> I mean, that that's such a muddy mess in, in Cleveland. You know? Right. But, I mean, it's a... It's a clearer muddy mess in in Cincinnati, I guess. Is yeah, I think yeah. they I think they have a clear vision of what they're doing. Jeremy right. Hill's the lead guy, and and Gio's the change of pace. Right. Well, let's change the pace and go on to the next question here. Last question Ooh, for the that show. Was a good transition from at Watsika. How many in season weeks before the go for broke championship or burn it to the ground draft pick sell off decision is made? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, usually by uh, you know, week six. That's, I, I feel like that was you was know, in my head. Was you know what your six. team is, right? Absolutely. Agreed. Week six, I think, because even if you're two and four, it's not like oh, right. I'm out of it. You're right, because right, you could make that three and four and four and four pretty easily, right? And especially like maybe you lost like you know those fake fantasy ways that you lose, where, like, right? You lose by that Defense one. Defense scores thirty five points. Something out of just nowhere. ridiculous, and you know you should have won. You know, I, I think week six is a good is a good uh telling point yeah i think i think it's, i think that's fair as well it's, like, i mean it's you know like where ha- you sit. it's halfway through this most of the seasons you know like and and you know you know what's going on and there's an there's usually enough injuries there at the point so right. people are desperate for players uh it's a good time to make moves as well but i think week six is a good half i think halfway yeah. point is because i see that too much i see that way too many times where you know obviously i play in a lot of fantasy leagues where people will they'll be like oh and four and they're like oh it's over I've gone. I've literally. I've gone from zero and four to winning a championship. You know what I mean? In, in leagues, if you're zero and four or you're one and five, all you gotta do is win out, man. If I mean, it, that's I mean, all it, you have to do. It, it does depend on how you're one and like one and five True. and zero and four. Like yeah. if you got. If your team stinks and you're one and five, you give up and blow it up. You know, like you're right? Five. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like hey, right. if I'm a bad one and five, there. Yeah, if you're, that's there's different it's there, again, but if you, man, it's the honesty game we always talk about. Right, and you, we always preach that you have to be honest with yourself and, and where your team is. But you would know that, like if you're like a one and five, like, oh, if you're sitting there going, "How the hell am I one and five compared to like oh, I'm one and five? If you're sitting there, I'm like, man, I'm one and five, I'm terrible. 
Or if I mean, or we're talking, even if you're zero and four and you know you stink, like you can make a move, you know, like right. Just be honest with yourself. We, and again, if you haven't heard the episode that we did, uh, blow it up or make the push, I highly recommend go back and download that episode. Uh, it's uh, again, we we go into detail about that decision making, when to blow it up and when to make that push. And week six, I agree with both of you guys saying. That's a really good point. You know, that's a really good point in the season. You're halfway to know what to do there. And, again, you got to be careful about what commodities you do trade away and what you're going for there because mostly you're just looking for draft picks is what you want to do. Absolutely. Or, you know, if you can pry young players away that you think have good potential. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely. Definitely those old guys that you can get rid of or even guys that are up and coming that, you know, that people really want that you can sell high on right now. Uh, but don't trade away like Jordan Matthews. Those are guys you want to build around. We and we talked about it before too. We see too many people want to trade away like good young talent for like draft picks, and it's like the worst decision you could possibly make ever. Absolutely, right. you never want to trade a young good talent for draft picks because fifty percent of those draft picks are busted out as it is, and then even the guy that you get, you're just hoping turns into the guy you trade away. Absolutely, you're taking all the risk, and you always remember that when you're trading for draft picks, is you're taking the risk. You get, you know. This guy's getting a player that you know he's gonna get something. You're taking all the risks, and that's that's my number one thing. I tweet at people too. They're like, I'm like, dude, like you gotta ask for that pick too. Like you're the one taking all the risk here. You're taking this guy with upside, and you're taking a draft pick where he's getting Jamal Charles. Like you're taking a risk here, man. Right. You know, it's not like you just, people just automatically assume like, oh, I'm getting a first round pick. I'm getting a stud. It does not work that way. No, absolutely not. You know, draft picks are nice, and it's a key part to building a dynasty, and you, you need them. But we've seen many people flame out in those draft picks, and. But if you do it right, like Matt did, he traded them all away and he won a championship because of it. Championship. All right. I mean, who won the championship last year? Uh, that was me. You're so narcissistic. Oh, yes. Yeah. Pat myself always, on the back. I know. Bragging. Barry Horowitz. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. As Mike pats himself on the back over there. So there, there's a little nugget to what's going on during the week. Uh, we filled out a whole show what's going on with the week uh, as we crammed a Sunday show in here last minute. Bravo, guys. Hey. Yeah. Job well, well done. Proud well, of you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. Uh, if you guys want to talk about anything going on during the week or you have any questions, like we got these questions on Twitter, you feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And you can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Uh, we always recommend to get on our forum if you have questions. You want to interact with an awesome Dynasty community on DynastyNerds.com. Uh, if you have a rookie draft coming up or startup draft, our rankings on there as well uh, that we do update on a semi-weekly weight you know basis there they will be uh interchanging here as the season goes we a little bit on top of it a little bit more there uh if you want to support the site and the podcast you can always do that by going to dynastynerds.com and buying a dynasty nerds t-shirt Ooh, yeah could increase that high five intake uh you know just buying a shirt is a simple way of saying hey you enjoy the podcast and you want to help us out because these podcasts cost us money they sure do and that's a good way to support the, the podcast is buying a T-shirt. They look great. They feel great. And you'll feel better because of it. And if you don't want to spend any money right now and you want to wait till Christmas to buy yourself a nice gift, you can mm. always go on iTunes and give us a ranking and review. You know, like the last guy did. He just wrote shot on there. Shot, oh. shot, 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 shot. And for shot. you that did that, I just want to let you know I did do your shots. I, I did them with a <laughs> smile. And I, t- I took them and doubled them. Or did I quadruple them? I don't know. I feel good today. All right. So until then, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully none of your guys get hurt. Everybody stays healthy. And we're one step closer to the regular season where this all starts. We're almost there. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye. Bye. Ready, set, put on.
Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.